welcome one and all. It's been a while. This is the SGL podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Manny. How you doing, Manny? Uh, I just hope everyone can hear my voice this time, you know, but I I could be better, you know, I could be a lot better. Yeah, I think I think most of us, uh, most of us know. Now, those of you who are wondering why Manny's saying, I hope you can hear his voice. For the five people who listened to the podcast last week, me and Manny filmed what, or recorded one of our what I thought was our best episode yet. But I was wearing Beat headphones that were plugged into the computer. It did not pick up on any of Manny's audio. Therefore, you only heard me talking to myself like a sociopath for about an hour. Uh, so this time, no headphones. You'll be able to hear Manny nice and clear. We are also joined by very somber Joe. Joe, how you doing today? Name's Manny. And uh, somebody who's probably the happiest of the group, Brandon. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, baby. The weasel. (laughs) Sipping his fine glass of wine. Sipping his wine, feeling himself a little bit. Got a new Nirvana shirt to celebrate his playoff birth. The only one of us on the pod and uh who's made the playoffs and manny i do owe you a public apology for how whoever listens to this show uh i for weeks told you that you were safe i luckily i still stopped you from making a post on our instagram page at sloppy underscore gentlemen's underscore league of that you had locked up a playoff spot because that would have really been some egg on our face uh so i i want to just publicly apologize to anyone who's going to listen to this podcast to you for telling you we're safe. You are the first person in our 10 year history to ever have a winning record and not make the playoffs. Where usually a six and seven team does end up squeaking into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, that just shows you how strong our league is. And each year, every year they get better and better, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how uh, you want me to say this, but I don't know if you want me to start morning now or later into the show but but yeah mike uh the commission wasn't helping out by texting me and saying manny don't worry you're in you have you have seven wins when you have seven wins you're locked in you're locked in don't listen to uh don't listen to canalis and all his uh talks and his pr- uh, predictions uh lo and behold canalis <laughs> predicted it and i'm sitting from the outside so that's where i'm at right now Starting six and one, and then the last six games, I was one and five. Oh, oh my gosh! Heartbreaking. How many trades did you make this season? No, I tried to trade. You know, I tried to trade. There was one trade that I almost had, but freaking Anthony uh, told me that I took too long to text back. But that was a trade for like Hayden Hurst and for the. who was the running back for the Patriots? Um, Harris. Damian Harris. And for Harris. It was those two trades that probably got me another win. That actually could have got me another win, but you would have made the playoffs. Yeah. I think didn't you reject one of my trades? I, I was giving you a position player for the Rams defense, I think. Nobody trades for a defense, but I, I don't know why I love to trade for defenses. But yeah. But then you also were trying to trade me Marquise Brown, who has Talking about air yards like Mike Clay, and that motherfucker has no fucking points for the last. Yo, it's so crazy because I I tried to add him in our trade that went through, and Joey did not want to let him go, and thankfully he now gone to him. And now the Lakers let him go. 
I gave up. I gave up who? T. Higgins, and he hasn't had. Yeah. T. Higgins on the side too. too I, so, like, uh, I like T. Higgins a lot. Burrow out, he hasn't done much. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, you know what? I, I'm, I just can't wait till next season. Um, I'm talking about the podcast and can't wait to revitalize this podcast and make it better. And I guess I could like start working on it now since I have time in my hands. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of us got a lot of time on our hands. Well, I mean, look, just to recap the regular season for the SGL, Remy and Pale scored 166.5 points last week, and that was large part to Darren Waller, who had 45 points. He had 200 yards receiving. It's crazy. And lucky for them, they played Team TNT, uh, but it, we didn't have a shot making the playoffs anyway. Some end of this se- the end of the regular season awards. Kevin Hill, top scoring or team with the best record at 10 and 3. Definitely not the top scoring team. Uh, the top scoring team was Skiff with uh 1,825 points. Uh he actually he had close to 200 more points than Kev. Yeah, Kev had the best record. How unfortunate is that? Uh and then our top scoring player was Pat Mahomes, who Anthony had. Now I was looking at something uh, before we break down the playoff matchup. I was looking at the top scoring players, and Mahomes came in about uh, 17 points more than Aaron Rodgers, who Joey traded for earlier in the year. And the one thing I noticed was the top three scoring players, none of them were on playoff teams, number one. And then the other thing that surprised me was the next top scoring player was – Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was the first non-quarterback uh, being the top scorer, which I was kind of surprised because he's been rather bad the last few weeks uh, with no Drew Brees in the lineup. Uh, this is a list, and uh, you guys can all see um, just as I'm sharing my screen. This is a list of the top scoring non-quarterbacks. Anyone particularly stick out to you guys at all? Yeah, Travis. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's a big one. Uh, you know, he's what? It's, it's essentially, you could say he's the wide, re- wide receiver three, which is and my insane. boy James Robinson. Yeah, I would say if you're talking about the top ten, I would say James Robinson. Uh, I believe there's probably a lot of people in the draft that didn't even draft him um, coming into uh, the season. Yeah, but he's on a lot of playoff uh, teams too. Yeah, he is. Uh, without, I mean, he wasn't on a playoff team. Not normally. Yeah, not in the SGL. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think my w- one takeaway I had was, um, I mean, and Brandon, I guess it works that you're on the sh- on the episode, but uh, Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs, two guys that not many people wanted. I was completely off of Jefferson just because I didn't think the Vikings would pass enough. And then Diggs, I mean, there's been a history, and I guess DeAndre Hopkins, who's right below Diggs in the rankings, is both those guys were moving to a new team. And historically, there's always been reports about Players who change teams in the offseason don't perform well in year one, and both those guys were studs. And Brandon, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, you must have been drinking some form of Kool Aid because you said DeAndre Hopkins, you said he was gonna be the wide receiver Crazy. one. He's not Crazy. the wide receiver one, but he has been an absolute yeah. stud. No, obviously, I thought Hopkins would be a lot higher, but we saw the production. I would have loved to have him on um on our team, and actually, Diggs, I was kind of low. On him, but as soon as I knew that we were going with Allen, uh, the Diggs pick was kind of like, I guess if we're going to go with Allen, let's kind of go all the way uh, with Diggs, and it paid off. And obviously, Justin 
Jefferson is our legitimate number two wide receiver. Um, I still cry myself to sleep at night knowing that we traded uh, Allen, Keenan Allen, that is. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And we're in the playoffs. And hopefully, you know, we're able to get into a good groove and take this thing to the finals. But let me let me say something. But before, when, when you traded Keenan Allen, was Tyrod Taylor still the quarterback? Because no, um, <laughs> I don't think Keenan uh, Allen yeah, was no. top, that was like top no, you traded Taylor. like week six. Yeah, five, you made six, that trade like late that. in the year. All yeah, right, but yeah, my point is like if Tyrod Taylor was still the quarterback, I don't think Keenan Allen would be up on this list. No, it wasn't. Herbert took over in week three. Yeah, her, no, her, Herbert yeah. had been a stud. Um, I can only imagine now when you, Roger and Brandon, when when that team was drafted. Everyone looked at your team, and we spoke about your team many times on the podcast of how the strength of your team was the running backs. You guys had the three big workhorse running backs. And now if you look at it, if you never make that trade with Canals, I know other things change, but you would have had the wide receiver four, the wide receiver five, and the wide receiver seven on your team, which is just absolutely nuts. I mean, granted, look, you still have two of you know the top seven receivers, which is great. Uh, but I mean, you guys would have just been, I mean, you guys would be maybe the odds on favorite to win. I mean, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into our predictions in, in a second, but I mean, that would have just been crazy, but I, that's also hindsight. I mean, who really knows? But, uh, one thing I'd like to do on this episode and the, and the premise of this episode is to break down the playoff matchup. So I will, I'm going to go over the seeds for, for our viewers and then we're going to break down the two matchups that we have for the first round of the playoffs. Each uh, of us will go and then give our predictions for the SGL playoffs. And we'll see if any of us are right. So Kev, who had the best record at 10 and three locks up the one seed skip who beat Anthony or yes, he beat Anthony last week. He locks up the two seed at eight, four and one. The three seed goes to Remy and Paul at eight and five. The four seed goes to Matt who had, who was in a must win situation he makes that seven and six, had more points than the other team did seven and six. So the five seed goes to Roger and B, who had a big win this past week. And then Canals, who did lose, but based off the way it, it everything played out, he gets the win. Or uh, he makes the six seed at seven and six. It could have been me. It could have been you, man. Yes, that could have been you. You could have been playing Remy and Paul. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, you know, did did any of you guys make playoffs in any of your other leagues? This is my only league. Nope. In any other leagues? Yeah. Yeah, I I actually took first in two other leagues and second in another. But those uh, don't yeah, matter. I'm gonna say that too. I took five. Uh, I took five first place in the other leagues, and uh, <laughs> yeah, lying. He lying. Who's gonna, who's gonna uh, audit me? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I, my first draft of the year, I, and I thought I had a killer draft, and then Yahoo gave me an F rating on it, Adam? and they said that I was. They predicted me to go one and twelve, and I ended up going ten and three. And I don't think I don't think I had the highest point scored, but my team is. I mean, it, it's great from top to bottom, running backs, everything. So it was, it was a solid season. A lot of a lot of my guys hit. I mean, the biggest bust I think I drafted every, pretty much everywhere this year was Marquise Brown. 
And then I loved him so much, I acquired him in SGL, and he screwed me. Yeah, now I have him. <laughs> I, I was but, talk- I mean, looking at that, you know, the scoring, too, the first guy I traded this year was James Robinson. Actually, no, Deshaun Jackson. But James Robinson was one guy that I traded, too. That traded Deshaun for- Jackson trade doesn't count. That should have been vetoed. <laughs> no trade should be vetoed. I was, I was talking to Manny earlier today. Uh, I mean, now in, in our SGL Instagram league that we're in, we, we got a first round buy. We were 11 and two in our dynasty league that I traded all of our, uh, like all of our original draft picks. Uh, and I was planning on tanking. We ended up coming in third place in that league. I missed the buy by 10 points. And now we still have three first round picks, three second round picks and two third round picks next year. So I don't know how we did that well, but. What I made the playoffs in six out of seven leagues. I think five of those six leagues I have a buy. Um, yet this morning I woke up and I still set my SGL lineup before I even looked at any of those playoff teams. <laughs> and I'm playing uh, for a fucking constellation, a constellation, not constellation. And I believe you're in uh, first in our Fatima league. Yes, I am. I, I, uh, that's why I had to beat you this past week because if I lost, uh, then. Paul Murphy, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Paul. I'm sure you don't even listen to this fucking podcast. But uh not one of the five, I'm sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh um yeah, I had the most points and I have a I have the first round buying that, so that worked out well. All right, let's get into this. Let's look at the first matchup. We're gonna go with the three versus six. Canals is taking on Remy and Paul. Uh obviously we have to just be aware that waivers run through tonight. So maybe one of these teams make a move. The projection on ESPN has Canals winning 132.3 to 128.9. Manny, looking at this matchup, we'll start with you, seeing how you uh, you hate at least one of the owners here. Uh, who's your prediction? Who do you think is going to win? And who's your X Factor? Why you Why you even ask me? You know who I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with Paul and Rem, which I hope they annihilate this piece of shit. So... <laughs> Look, look, I'm just looking at his roster right now. Yeah, Darren Waller went, went off last week, and now he's playing Indianapolis Colts, which I think he'll probably just hit his mark with 15 points. I don't think he's going to score another 40 against them. Um, Old. But, and, and Todd Gurley's question, man, I, I don't know how, I think he's, his value's been going down lately, now since they're having three running backs running on that team. So, obviously, my X Factor here, which he'll probably have a freaking game, will be Hopkins. That's the only one that stands out. And I hopefully now Hopkins could do the same with what Waller did against the Giants. But, you know, Giants have probably had a great win last week, so they have a good momentum going on. But it's D-Hop, man. So, hopefully D-Hop has a game. All right, Joe, how about you? What's up? Joe, uh, you got to take on this game? Oh, I didn't hear you. Uh, show me the lineups. Um, well, actually, this was something that I looked at coming into. Uh, I looked at this last week because I kind of figured that if I had, uh, you know, if I won, I, I think that I would have, uh, I thought that I would have matched up against Canales. I have pretty good matchups this week, not that it matters now. Um, but I really don't love Canales' matchups this week. Um you know, I, I think Nick Chubb is a big X factor for him against Baltimore is tough. Um, 
you know, I, I don't I don't want to root for Canales whatsoever. Uh, so I'll go I'll go Remy and Paul. I think that's a little bit of bias, but Todd Gurley is so questionable. Uh, they don't want to play him the way that they were playing him in the beginning of the season. His knees are bothering him. I think Julio Jones is a big factor. And honestly, too, if you show the bench, I don't know what they have on the bench if you want to show that. But, you know, with uh, Kiki QT playing the way that he did last week, I mean, he looked awesome. So I would probably throw him in my lineup over Cole Beasley. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, maybe even, you know, think about putting AP in there if um, – DeAndre Swift is out again, of course. Um, no, I'm out of the playoffs, so of course he'll play. Um, but, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Remy and Paul on this side, and I'm just hoping that Karma catches up to Canales. Um, and, and that's trying to go back on me. I know he got Tyreek Hill. Would, would I have one if Tyreek Hill considered that a touchdown? That would have been like 12 points, correct? I think it would have like been more pass, than so – um, How would you have won? Six. No, he's saying would Canales have won? Um, I think I think it was maybe a forty-yard catch or a forty-yard oh, yeah. pass. Well, he he also had a touchdown called back on a holding penalty too. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's- uh so Canales lost by twelve. It would have been really close, <laughs> especially because all the production from that game. All came like, or at least from Matt's two players that last game, all came there at the very, very end. Uh, but no, I'm still venting. Brandon, uh, you're next. Yeah, Brandon, how about you? Who do you think is going to win this matchup? So it up. So obviously, I do like Canales's lineup. Um, and Canales is hot right now, man. We can shit on him all we want. Obviously, I hope he loses. Um, <laughs> but uh. Ah, this is tough. I mean, it's not like we're keeping score here, so whatever. I'll, I'll go with Paul and Rem. But uh, listen, no. Canales has a lineup, so you know I think this is going to be tough. It's going to be a shootout. Um, I we don't have the, we don't have the schedules up on here. You know, Lamar Jackson. Hopefully, he might have a bounce back game. Nick Chubbs. but yeah, I would say uh, D Hop, um, and obviously uh, Deshaun Watson are going to be the ones who bring it home for Paul and Rem. I mean, hey, Julio came out of that game last week still healthy, so I, hey, there there's a there's a really good chance, you know, if you have one of those Julio Jones games, you can get you 30 points and that that, that could swing the week. Uh I mean, Canales has a lot of firepower. Ronald Jones if you know, if he gets a if he gets the full workload, he can easily run on the Vikings. Chubb's in a tough matchup, especially, I mean, it seems like Baltimore's team is getting healthier as everyone's starting to come off of COVID. Um, Lamar, I mean, he ran for a touchdown, but he still doesn't look good. And, I mean, Keenan Allen's a beast. It's going to be very, very tight. I think this game might be a little uh, closer than the uh, than the next matchup we're going to talk about, which is the 4-5 matchup. But you know what? I think for Paul, I think Paul needs to pick up a, a defense, play a little defense over here because I don't think Canales is going to start the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. I don't know if Canales has another defense in his bench. No. But, he, um, he oh, he has the Eagles, but they're playing the New Orleans, so he's not playing the Eagles. So, hey, the Eagles defense is good. It's good. Yeah, they really, they really stopped Aaron Rodgers. Little Giants? Giants <laughs> <laughs> defense is good, too. So. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, our next matchup is surprise. I'm very surprised. It's the first time I've seen this that Roger and Brandon project the highest scoring team on the week with 133.2 as they take on Matt. Now, I think if one team changes the most during the waiver period, although I'm sure Matt probably still won't put in waiver claims for some odd reason, I think it's this matchup here between uh, Roger and Brandon taking on Matt. Uh, Manny, we're going to start with you. Uh, What's your predictions here with this matchup? This is going to be a tight one. Tight one. Just looking at right now with Josh Allen playing Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, on the playoff week. Uh, that's going to be tough. I don't know if they're – I'm, I'm assuming Brandon and Roger are going to still stick with him, you know, as their QB1. Um, and then uh, obviously that plays into effect with Stephon Diggs against Pittsburgh. So uh, that's already a rough start. Looking at Matt's um, – up and could playing a tough defense. Aaron Jones could. And you know what? Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I think now, I think they're trying to rest Aaron Jones um, later in the playoffs. So that's a benefit for Brennan and Raj. Uh, it's going to be tough, but you know what? I, I kind of want, I, like I said in the past, every week, Matt's not a good manager. I can't stand that he's where he is right now. I'm going to go with Brandon and Roger, and the X factor is going to be, um, you know what, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry didn't have a game last week, so I guess he's going to have a bounce back in the tight end position. So non-existent. I hope so. So let's go, Roger and B. All right, Joe. How about you? Um, I looking looking at the the surface of the matchups, I. I know Pittsburgh's actually they they've been pretty vulnerable on defensively. They've lost a lot of guys. They lost Buzz Dupree. They lost Devin Bush. Uh, Joe Hayden might be banged up, so he might be out. I have no faith in Miles Sanders right now. Um, you know, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I don't know how many touches he's going to get. And obviously, Stephon Diggs against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I think the matchups are on the tougher end for Roger Brand. I think it's going to be personally. I think it's going to be hard for them to put up that 133 point projected. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking on the other side, Phillip Rivers, I think he could have a good game. Dalvin Cook against Tampa Bay is very tough. I think the major X factor here is going to be Aaron Jones against Detroit. Could put up a monster week because they virtually play no run defense. Um, Dalvin Cook absolutely shredded them the week that I lost to Matt. Uh, I think he had like almost 40 points. Um, but just looking at Matt's lineup, like there's no rhyme or reason to why. Like, how could you start? Debo Samuel over Brandon Ayuk right now. I, I mean, I saw a tweet today from Sigmund Bloom, and Brandon Ayuk. I think it was since week eight or since week seven, or I don't know, remember the exact week. Is the third highest scoring wide receiver in PPR formats, but you play Debo Samuel over him. I just don't think Matt is a good manager, so I hope Roger Brandon win. As tough as it is to say that, but uh, it's harder to see that Matt was in the playoffs after giving him a victory. So. I'm pulling for Roger and Brandon. And being our best managers to listen to this pod, just saying. All the bottom feeders are in the playoffs this year. It's a very 2020 season. So, right. you know, the, the league kind of, this is like, what is that, Stranger Things, Upside Down World, or whatever the hell they call it? That's exactly what this is. <laughs> I love to be a part of that group. B, you have any I thoughts on your matchup? Uh, this one is going to be an easy call for me. I'm obviously going with our squad. We do have some tough matchups. Um, our running backs right now, man, we don't, are super inconsistent. We don't know what we're going to get on a week-in, week-in basis. We probably won't have 
uh, Jacobs in the lineup. Um, I'm just hoping with the QB change in uh, Philly, uh, it kind of gets something going with Sanders. Um, you know, some type of better scheme for him uh, to get going again so we can see some of that production we saw earlier in the season. Although I just haven't been happy with the pick, period. That's what we were uh, rock, paper, scissoring over the for the first round. So I wish we had Derrick Henry. Um, but, hey, you know, this is the squad we got right now, so I'm 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 picking us to, to bring it home plus ten. Imagine if you had Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry nah. playing Jacksonville this week. Oh Jesus. Uh, God, I, I feel I, I honestly feel more bad that for Derrick Henry that he's not, you know, playing a meaningful SGO playoff matchup than I do for my own team. <laughs> I could have re- predicted that in August when you drafted him. Yeah, things things didn't break our way. Uh, I mean, looking at this, I think the best matchup in the game has to in in your matchup has is Aaron Jones against Detroit. Detroit is just it's wide that 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 defense they they don't stop the running backs. I could have made a very very inappropriate joke about someone we all know very well who is very loose and wide open. Uh, that that's what I would consider the Detroit def, uh, run defense to be, um, where everyone can just blow right through them. Uh, at the same token, Joey, you mentioned before, Dalvin Cook is a really tough matchup against Tampa Bay. To me, I think the whole X factor comes down to it, it's. I think it's two parts for Roger and Brandon team. How much work does Clyde Edwards-Hilaire get? Because we just heard from Andy Reid that he lost a bunch of weight when he was sick. And that could be playing in, and that was the reason why he didn't get any touches. He was activated just in case they really needed him. And the other factor is, what'd you say? I'm going to send him some steaks right now. All right, you do that. You do that. Send him some Omaha steaks, not a sponsor. And the other factor is, what is Matt going to do? Matt is angrily sitting Raheem Moser because he didn't get much work last week. He's starting Nahima Hines, but we all are very well aware of the Indianapolis backfield. I mean, if it's a Hines week, yeah, sure, he can get 20 points. But if it's another Jonathan Taylor week, Naheem Hines is going to get you, what, three points? Meanwhile, if things shift in the the favor of Raheem Mostert, he can have 17 carries and two touchdowns. So, I mean, Matt's team, it's very dicey, and I'm sure he, he's not one to really read much into things to try to get some insight is he even going to play Philip Rivers? I guess we're going to find out how much his roster changes uh, when waivers pass through tomorrow. But, but again, like Matt has favor, like he has a great matchups, with, uh, except for um, Dalvin Cook. But they're all favorable matchups, I believe. Yeah, Lockett, Lockett's in a great spot. I mean, Tunyon's in a in a very good spot. Although Detroit's been tough against uh, tight ends. If he starts Rivers, I mean. Las Vegas. Yeah, but Tanya's been getting a touchdown every day, like the past five weeks. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Bucker's a great kicker. Um, I mean, if he starts Rivers, Las Vegas made Sam Darnold look like a decent quarterback. So, I mean, that's very much uh, in the realm of possibilities. Uh, So, I'm just going to say it again. So, just looking at Brandon and Rogers, wide receivers, that's going to be – I don't know if they're going to – exceed their projected points because all three of them are playing tough defense and then you they're also all the target hogs on their team 
So exactly. you could you could only take tough matchups so far. Yeah, they might not hit their ceiling games, but they're probably going to get close to their projections. But again, they 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 have great players. Like okay, I see Robert Woods. Would I play Robert Woods against New England? Uh, seeing the fact that how they played last week, like because he he has T Higgins, he has like why why not plug him in? But I actually think the way to beat Tampa Bay, especially over the last few weeks, and maybe they retooled and kind of fixed their defense over over the bye week. But it's been through the air. Um, and, you know, Carlton Davis was absolutely annihilated by Tyreek Hill prior to their bye. Um, you know, I'm not saying Justin Jefferson is a Tyreek Hill, but I think he might be able to have his way with him a little bit. Um, you know, especially if they shut down Dalvin Cook, that could be a big difference maker in the matchup. All right. Now let's get into the fun part. Let's look at the playoff bracket that we had mentioned before, and let's make some prediction on who will hoist the SGLX title come the end of week 16. Manny, I know you personally have Roger and Brandon beating Matt. That would put have the, them advancing to face Kev. Who do you see winning that one? Uh, sorry, man. I got Kev. I got Kev advancing. Kev going to the finals. Well, hey, he did trade for CMC, although CMC came back to practice and then has a quad injury now too. So who knows if he's even going to play for Kev. He has two weeks to come back on the playing field for Kev. So we'll see. Yeah. And then you have uh, Remy and Pale beating Canales out of spite. So Remy and Pale will be taking on Skiff. Who do you see winning that one? I got Skiff beating him. I feel like Drew Brees will probably come back around that time and Kamara will be a stud again, even though he's still a stud, but he'll be like who he was in the beginning of the season. All right. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, now here's the big question, Manny. Who do you have winning the whole thing? We that You have Kev pitted up against Skiff in this, uh, this dream scenario for you. You know what? If I lose out from the – I, I will go with Kev. Kev? I'm going to go with Kev. I'm going to go with Kev. And I think both of them had a title before, so Kev will be another league member that has two winning titles in the SGL League. Last time Kev made the playoffs, he did win the title, and that was SGL 5. So cool. maybe, uh, maybe he's got another shot at it. All right, Joe, how about you? So you also had Roger. Did you have Roger and Brandon uh, winning the first round? I did, yeah. All right, so who do you have, uh, them or Kev? I'm going Kev. I, I will. I mean, there's a few things to consider with Kev's team. I think it, Christian McCaffrey just popped up with a quad injury. Granted, it's two weeks from now. If Christian McCaffrey's healthy, he's going to have Tom Brady with a cake matchup. I believe he has Detroit in week 15. Um, so that's an unbelievable matchup for him. So right off the bat, you're already fucked there. And then he's going to have Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson, and Austin Eckler on top of having Devontae Adams. I just think that's way too much to overcome, especially if Devontae Adams has one of his, you know, I mean, every week it seems like he's getting 32 points. Um, you know, if you get, I think, if you get a ceiling game from Brady there, it's just going to be too much to come from. So I, I would pick Kev in that spot, depending depending on the health of Christian McCaffrey. All right. And then uh, you also had Remy and Pale beating Canal. So Remy and Pale versus Skiff, who do you see uh, coming from that one? I think Manny, Manny touched on it with Drew Brees being back. Drew Brees being back elevates Kamara from 
you know, a fringe top 12 running back to the overall number one running back. Um, you know, Skiff, Skiff's team has faltered a little bit of late because Russell Wilson isn't as hot as he was in the beginning of the season. Um, you know, he's still got DK Metcalf, obviously, but Mike uh, Mike Evans is coming off the bye week with a hamstring injury, they reported. So, you know, depending on the health of every one of his players, you know, I don't know. I think it can go either way. I'm going to lean for Remy and Paul here, though. I think Miles Gas can come back as a huge help for them. Um, and, you know, Deshaun Watson establishing that rapport with Kiki QT, and then they had got Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's a lot right there. So I'm going to lean that way. All right. So then here's the big the big question. Who's going to hoist SGLX? Would it be Kev or would it be Remy and Pale? I'm going to go with Kev, too. I just think his team is too powerful. You know, when you have three top 12 running backs like that, you know, a top 12 quarterback who has fantastic matchups throughout the playoffs and the number one overall wide receiver, I just think that's way too much. I don't even care who your tight end is. You could sit your tight end. It doesn't even matter. Um, but that, that that's who I would lean with. All right. Now, Brandon, um, I don't foresee you not putting yourself in the finals. So the big question is then, who do you see – Team Blame B playing in the finals. So I am going to go with uh, Paul and Remy uh, because I think if, like everyone else said, it would definitely be a tougher matchup for us. Um, and I believe, you know, we definitely will match up better with uh, Paul and Rem. So I'm going to take them in the finals and obviously us hoisting it with uh, with a prayer. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, well, the, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kev definitely, man, you know, we gave him a lot of shit. Um, when he drafted, um, the two defense that day. he still fucking has, but his team is stacked. Yeah. But you know, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad that Brandon and Roger win it, man. That the new, new, new champions in the league. And I like that. I don't like repeats. Yeah, uh, as, I'd as, rather keep it in the family. As one of the other uh, zero-time winners, my dream matchup would be Roger and Brandon versus Canal, so we automatically will have a new champion. In that scenario, I'd probably pull for uh, Roger and B. Um, but I, I do think it would be uh, – I mean, that that's my dream matchup. I don't – I mean, I, that means it's probably not going to happen. I do think Canales probably has the most well-rounded team out of the bottom group. And then I I think uh, Roger and B win this, and then it's going to go to either them or Kev. We may have a repeat of SGL5 where it's Kev taking on Canales again. And, I, I mean, I'm in, you know, although I just said Roger and B would be my dream, uh, you know, final and win, I do think the logical choice is probably Kev. Especially if McCaffrey's healthy, I, it's going to be way too hard because what you have Adams who can score thirty plus points a game, McCaffrey who when he gets a full workload it's like an automatic thirty points. Then you got Brady and Eckler, and Eckler's you know getting ten plus targets a game. It, it's absurd. Uh, but but that's that's how I I see it. Who knows? I mean, it's going to be a wild week. It's going to be a wild end to this. Most likely what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a COVID outbreak and then the uh, the finals for SGLX is going to end up coming on a fucking Tuesday. 
which will just just drag it out even more. Which I mean, it'll be exciting. I kind of want. I already want to draft for next year, just because my season's over. As I'm sure you know, three fourths of this podcast feel the same way. But it it'll be interesting nonetheless. Uh, I mean, hey, time will tell. You guys have any uh, anything you want to plug or say before we get out of here, Manny? Uh, no. But so again, uh, to our to our listeners, we we still will continue. Having uh, the SGL pod, we I think we have three more weeks of this, of just the regular what we've been doing since day one, week one, I would say. And then uh, we'll take a little break, right, uh, commission, then we'll come back into it and uh, talk about next year. But in the meantime, just keep up with our content. We finally hit 800 followers. It's uh, five months, you know. We, we, got, we got into Instagram in July and – uh, for full five months, we got 800 followers. Um, so let's keep that up. And that's that sloppy underscore gentleman underscore league. So hit us all up. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I, I do not. I'm going to come back next year. Hopefully my guys stay healthy. And I likely won't know who wins from week to week until maybe we're recording the podcast next week because I'm not looking. So. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, anything you want to say before uh, before you prepare for a big matchup? You guys got Robert Woods tomorrow. Listen, we made it to the playoffs, thankfully. But first of all, I just want to give a shout-out to the commissioner. I want to give a shout-out to Manny for getting the social media up and running. This has been an amazing – He's got a good car. I see where he's going with this. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This has been an amazing season. 2020 has been crazy. But, you know, we still managed to come together, still managed to have an in-person draft. Um, and obviously, you know, onward and upward to uh, finishing the season, Team R&B hosting the, hosting the trophy. Um, and, and, yeah, so shout out to the podcast and let's continue to grow and get these viewers and listeners up. And that's it. And I'm actually pretty lit right now anyway. So, what else? All right. So, yeah, you're back. Are you, are you actually, while you're lit, B, I, I do have a question that. for you. Well, uh, Brandon, seeing how our loser trophy, is, it's not named after you. It's named right. after your member. Because now we have a, a, a big, large, wooden cock. How do you Ain't feel that. about maybe uh, – well, he's not the only member in the SGL who has a questionable sexuality – uh, but how do you feel about a young man with a questionable sexuality holding a trophy named after your member? Yeah, listen, I don't want to know what he does with that thing once he takes possession of it. Um, but I feel sorry for Jess, who, you know, may walk in on him in the bathroom, whatever the case may be. But uh, it's his now, man. I'll tell you you know thing. what? I, I'm actually kind of worried on the next person getting it because that shit going to be sticky. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, COVID, you hand sanitize that shit. And, oh, um, my God. I think he texted in the chat the other day. He asked if it came a lube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, whoever loses next year, you better use a, a fucking container of like, you better buy trying to buy Lysol wipes now to clean that motherfucker off. Gloves. When you take possession of that thing, have on gloves. You know what? I think we should post about that. You think we won't get uh, blocked? No, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think we should just post about like that trophy. Like, I don't know. I think you should. Why not? We got some female viewers. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Uh, on that note, that'll do it for this edition of the Commissioner's Corner. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining us. Probably the most people we've had on the podcast since we did that wide receiver breakdown. So, uh, as always, on the Commish, we'll see you next week. Have a good. I'm the co-host. Don't and, kick yeah, me out. Co-host Manny. Co-host Manny. Yes, indeed. <laughs>